Good morning. Praise the Lord. Welcome to Victory in the Valley. What an awesome God we serve. Yesterday was an incredible service. If you miss Faith Pleases God Church, you really missed out. We talked about going to the next level, and it was amazing how the Holy Spirit just began to fill the people as we begin to minister to, to them. You know, the Bible says we're supposed to fan the flame, and that's what it is all about, fanning the flame of the, of the gift of God, the Holy Ghost that's been given to us by the laying on of hands. So I, I believe that many people were really, really blessed. Got so many incredible testimonies. One woman, she came up at, to me after the service just saying that she has never experienced God's tangible presence like that, and that it was just overwhelming. And that's what the Lord is. The Lord is overwhelming. And my prayer today is that the Lord will overwhelm you today with his goodness, with his mercy. He's such a good God. We love him. He's so good. He's so awesome. Amen. Today, we're going to be talking about battle of the mind, battle of the mind. It's going to be, we're going to be getting a new, new, uh, series this week on battle of the mind. And I believe that God is going to take us to a place of complete victory, of strength, and that you're going to see that all fear is going to be cast off. You're going to cast it off. Amen. And that you're going to learn how to walk in victory in Jesus name. Amen. And uh, this is, this is awesome. I'm, I'm really excited about sharing this, this series. I love teaching and I love spending time just breaking down the word and, and, and really just imparting inside the hearts of the people, the truths of God, God, word and that's where it starts once you got the got the word of god everything changes amen hallelujah let's go and begin in prayer amen father i thank you for victory in the valley and i thank you for all my brothers and sisters as they hear this word today lord i ask you to to meet their needs father answer their questions Lord, bring healing and restoration to their life, Father God. And I thank you, Father God, for this mighty day, this awesome day, that this is the day that you have made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. So, Father, I pray your blessings over your people. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. <clears throat> in, uh, in Victory in the Valley, we, we, we share the word, but we also spend a lot of time in prayer. And if there's anything that you need prayer for, please uh, reach out to us. You can email me at Kevin at Faith pleases God.com or in the social medias, just go and write a comment there. And, and, uh, we have ministers that are watching and they're responding to everyone. So thank you guys. Thank you guys for believing in what God is doing through this ministry. Now there's a couple of things I want to go over before we, uh, we, we teach the word today. There is a lot of, uh, news happening that's taking place around the world. There's, uh, rumors and, uh, rumors of wars and, uh, news of wars happening with Russia and Ukraine. And we've been praying against it. We've been praying for the peace of God. We've been praying for the leaders to, to uh, somehow find a way so that the people will not suffer, so that this na the nations will not suffer. Amen? And it's important that we keep on praying over, over that area. But I have this in my spirit, man, that it, and this might not, this is not just for that, that situation or that conflict, but this is in my spirit, man, that we need to prepare the body of Christ for a war footing, a war footing. And it's our prayer that there will not be any war, but this war footing is not just dealing with actual physical warfare. It's more dealing with the spiritual warfare that takes place. And we've been praying. Uh, on Wednesday, we're going to be praying uh, a corporate prayer at 12 p.m. And I encourage you guys, if you'd like to come and be part of that at, at the church, come on over to Faith Please God and pray with us. Amen. But of course, we're going to be broadcasting it through FPG family. But the war footing I'm talking about, that there's, there's going to be some struggles that we're going to have to overcome. And uh, one of the things that we have to begin to think about is food. Food is going to be uh, a difficulty. We've been 
there's been a lot of uh, prepar- there's been a lot of warning. There's been a lot of of conversation and speaking about this, you know, for the past couple of years. But it's time that we also do the things in the natural as well as the spiritual. We got to learn how to grow things. We got to learn how to grow our, grow our own food. We have to learn how to trade. These are things that that should be uh, the normal. Uh, things that we learn to do as a as a human, as a person. And uh, at our church, we're going to start talking about that this week. We're going to start talking about it on Sunday, uh, about, about growing food. We're going to be talking about those things to prepare us because I believe that I believe that if there is any shortage, that we will lack nothing, that God will be, God will show us and give us wisdom. He's speaking to us now so that we could get seed in the ground, get seed in the ground as far as our physical food, get seed in the ground as far as our offerings and our tithes, get seed in the ground so that there will be a harvest. Remember, there's a seed time and harvest. So, and I believe that the body Christ Christ is not going to lack no good thing. We're not going to lack no good thing. In uh, our church, we have our food ministry and it's every other Friday that we distribute. And I received word this past week that, um, that the food ministry, we served more people this past Friday than we ever have in the history of our food ministry. So the need is becoming evident in the community. There are people that, that there's been stories about reports that there was not food on some of the shelves in grocery stores or they're missing items. And uh, we, this is because the world has been disrupted. We've, we've done really good at supplying the 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 world with food, you know, uh, with having the trucks and the and the the ships moving. But we have to begin to prepare ourselves that if we have to uh, just in our community, we have to we have to make sure that we could provide for ourselves. Amen. And this is the time that we get to see in the ground. We're going to talk a lot about that in, in the coming weeks. Tomorrow, I'll have some more news regarding that. And maybe you have some. Um, some expertise on growing uh, crops, growing food. We would love to hear from you because uh, I believe that we're going to teach others. Amen. And I'm learning myself, you know, I'm I'm used to eating, but not growing. Amen. Uh, And so it's important that we learn, but we could do this. Amen. We could do this. And I believe that God will give us great wisdom and knowledge and that we'll have good success in Jesus name. Amen. So let's go and go into the word of God. Hallelujah. Today we're talking about battlefield of the mind. Battle of the mind in Second Corinthians chapter ten, verse four. Second Corinthians chapter ten, verse four, and we're going to read from verse four through six. It says, "For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ, and being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled." So there is a battle, and it is a spiritual battle, not a physical battle. Uh, we are used to seeing warfare where armies gather. Uh, there's tanks and there's there's guns, and they they gather and they fight against each other. And those are physical warfare, or or someone is in a fight and they're punching each other in the physical, uh, causing physical harm to one another. We are used to seeing that in our life, but. Hear the word of God talking about our battle is not a physical battle. It's a spiritual battle. You know, how do you fight against things that you cannot see? How do you fight against things that are against you, that are causing harm, that are causing uh, behaviors and causing actions and causing fears to rise up, but you cannot see it? And that's where we're talking about this battle. This is a spiritual battle. And that's where the real victory is won. It's not one in the in the physical, it's one in the spiritual. You know, when you have 
when you when a person's heart has been captured, that's when it's in the that's where the victory is. Amen. And um, we have to walk in the spirit, not in the flesh. We have to do warfare in the spirit, not in the flesh. And so the, the, there's a battle and it's a spiritual battle and it happens in the mind, in the mind. It starts off with the thought and it starts, it takes root. And next thing you know, the behaviors of that thought, the fears of the thought, the emotions of that thought take over. And next thing you know, we are going in that direction. And so we, it robs us of our peace. It robs us of our joy. Uh, fear begins to rise up on the inside of us. And next thing you know, we are defeated. We're no longer walking in peace. We're walking in fear. And uh, this is not the way of the Lord. This is not the promise for the people of God. This is not for you. God wants to give you victory, but you have to learn how to fight. Understand this, that Jesus gave us the victory, but then he gives us tools to enforce the victory. He gives us the wisdom to enforce the victory. Amen. And I want to talk about the battlefield of the mind this week, and we're going to break it down day by day. And I believe that before the end of the week, there's going to be struggles that you have been going through that you're going to see the victory over it. You're going to begin to walk in, in peace and joy, and you're going to learn how to fight the good fight of faith. Amen. Uh, one thing that happened to me a while back, see, I, I have always been involved in television. And, and uh, when, I was, when I was younger, I was my father's producer. But before being a director or editor or producer, I was just a camera guy. And so I used to go on films. Uh, I used to film things all over the, the valley. So I'd film things, you know, for the church, but I was also would be hired out to do commercials. And one person actually hired me out one day um, to film uh, out of a plane. And so, uh, at the time the Samanito, Samanito had an airport and, uh, he, they picked me up in this small little airplane. And I had back then the cameras were so huge. They were really big. They, they would, they would be 25 pounds easy. And, uh, and I had my gear to record and, uh, I went up in the plane and, and literally we opened up the door and I'm, I'm, I'm hanging on the side of the plane. I'm belkled in. I'm safe. But but basically, there's 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 nothing from me in the outside. And we were filming all the railroad tracks across the valley. We went to the port of Brownsville and went through Harlingen and all the way down to, I believe it was to uh, Rio Grande City or McAllen. And just showing the railroad tracks, uh, The it, it was I was filming this for a corporation. And so I would do those things and it wasn't just aerial where it's just shooting down, but they would actually do dives and I'll be there going diving down. And so, you know, in a little plane, you're going up and down and there's plenty of opportunity to fear, but I had no fear. This was like, this was fun for me. I'm a, I think I was like 13 years old at the time and I was having a blast, you know, but there was one day as I got older, uh, I was asked to do a, a crusade in Mexico city to be the, the production the production guy. And, and so I went a couple of days before the crusade and, and we actually flew out of Matamoros. And when, when we went into the air, we didn't go all the way up. What we did was we normally, the plane will, will fly up to like 10,000 feet. And that's when, you know, you could, you could turn on your equipment and stuff like that. And, and, uh, and then the plane will go higher and higher and higher and then starts descending and landing. But, but this time we went up maybe a thousand feet. And we leveled off. And then the thought began to come into my mind, like, are, is there an emergency? Is there something going on with the plane? 
because I'm used to the plane going up, 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 and into cruising altitude, but I wasn't used to it just going up to a thousand feet. And if, and also Mexico City has mountains, you know, and and uh, I'm thinking, you know, we have to be higher up. And all this fear began to come in, thinking that man, this plane might be crashing. Maybe there's an emergency. Are they turning around? And within a, a few minutes, we also began to prepare to to land. What I did not know is that plane actually was flying from Matamoros to Reynosa, which is a very short distance. And uh, we landed, pick it up, picked up more passengers, and then took off to Mexico City. But ever since then, fear began to come into my life. The next time I flew was coming back home. Uh, I got in the airplane in, in Mexico City, and as soon as we took off, beautiful plane, nothing wrong with the plane. But my thoughts had changed and I began to think of crashing and dying. And I began to think about, you know, what, what about my family? I'm not going to be alive for them. All this fear and anxiety began to rise up on the inside of me. And I didn't understand it. I mean, it was so, it was so difficult that I began to actually shake a little bit. And, and I noticed that I couldn't, I couldn't have, I had no peace at all in the flight. And so this was something that was, was, building up and building up in me. And it became, uh, it became something that just kind of took over that next time I had to fly, I had a really difficult time in that flight. And I would be shaking. I would be, you know, and I'm thinking, what is this? You know, this was never something a part of me. How did this come in? I mean, I mean, why am I afraid? I've used to do uh, very dangerous things in planes and I'm not, and I wasn't afraid like this, but now I'm in a safe plane. Nothing is going on, but yet I'm in fear. And what I realized that the enemy had a hold on, on me. And so I began to dive into the scriptures because I needed, I needed victory. I needed that fear to go. And I, I read the scripture in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. It says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of sound mind. And I began to speak that over my life. God has not given me a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and sound mind. And so I began to reject fear. Fear, you're not a spirit given to me by God. So I reject you. In James chapter four, verse seven, it says, resist the devil and he will flee from you. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. So I began to resist the devil. I began to come against that spirit of fear. Every time, uh, you know, I, it would start to rise up. I would rebuke it. I rebuke you, devil of fear. God has not given me a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and sound mind. And I begin to accept that power. I begin to accept that love. And I begin to accept the peace of God upon my life. And then I begin to speak uh, words of faith. Understand that, that all I have are the spiritual weapons that God has given me. And those spiritual weapons that God has given us is uh, His Word and His presence. These are the two spiritual weapons. You need to write that down. The, the spiritual weapons that God has given us is his word and his presence. And so I began to grab a hold of the word of God and I would begin to speak his word over my life. I began to command that spirit of, of, of fear, that devil of fear, I commanded to go in the name of Jesus. And I began to rebuke that devil of fear that it cannot be around me in Jesus' name. And I began to declare that I have peace. I have a sound mind, amen, and that the spirit of fear is not given to me, but God has given me power, love, and sound mind. Next time I went on the, you know, and I started confessing this. So the next time I went on the plane, I'm confessing this and I'm speaking this over my life. I'm declaring the victory in the name of Jesus. And then I begin to say this. I said, Lord, I thank you that you give me an opportunity to go 
and do business and do what I need to do in that land. And I declare that in, in the future, in the date that I'm returning, that I will come back to this airport and give you glory. So I would begin to speak about what I was believing God for, a complete beautiful trip to wherever I was traveling to. But when I come back, that God, that I would give God glory and praise for, for what he does, what he has done, a safe journey, amen? And so I would rebuke that fear. I would accept the peace of God. I would go on my journey. And then when I would return, as soon as my, my I, I got off the plane, I began to worship the Lord and thank him. Lord, thank you. You're faithful. Thank you for allowing me to have a good trip. Thank you, Lord, for seeing me all the way through. And I, and I, I, I make that my confession. I made that my, my order. I begin to do this all the time when I travel. And then I begin to do something else. When I would go on the plane, I would always touch the plane and I would take authority over it because God, God has given me authority. Amen. He has given us authority through the name of Jesus. So I, I begin to speak over that plane. Father, I thank you for this plane that will take me to where I need to go. In Jesus' name, right now, I take authority over this plane. I sign angels uh, to, to guard and to protect this plane. I declare that the pilots will do their job to the best of their ability in Jesus' name, and it shall be a smooth and wonderful trip in Jesus' name. And I would just accept that. I, I, I would declare that. I would, I would believe that. Amen. And then when I would sit in the, in the plane, there would be no fear. I would have complete peace. And I'd just be thanking God for his presence. And his presence was always there. And I would be able to go from place to place. And when I returned, I would give God glory. All that fear left me. All that worry left me. But it left me not because of an experience or because of uh, uh, something you know, that just happened. It left me because I began to use the spiritual weapons that God has given me his word and his presence. His word is truth and his presence is always available when we begin to reach out to him. In every plane, right, if there's ever like a, a commotion going on, I would not worry. Now, I've traveled the world many times over. I, I go in many trips and there's not one time I'm in fear. Why? Because the Lord is with me. Jesus has given me victory over fear. I'm not worried about what's going to happen. I know what's going to happen. The Lord has given me his word and I trust in him. Amen. And that's the spiritual battle that we have. We have to learn how to use these spiritual weapons that we have to understand that every thought has to be captured. It has to be judged according to the word. Every thought has to be captured and judged according to the word. When I was having those thoughts of fear, I begin to capture them and judge them according to the word. God has not given me a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and sound wise sound mind. And so I begin to judge them according to the word of God, not according to my feelings or my emotions. The, understand this, your feelings and emotions, they are lies. They might, you know, many people, they learn to live according to their feelings and their emotions, but your, your feelings and emotions change according to the circumstance. They change according to the weather. Just like one day it's hot, the next day it's cold. Your feelings and emotions change that way because it's not truth. What you feel is not truth. You have to, you need the truth and the truth is Jesus Christ. He is the way. He is the truth. He is the light. Nobody comes to the Father except through Him. And so we have to understand that Jesus is the truth and His Word is the truth. That's the only truth in this world. That's the only truth that is available is the Word of God. 
And so when we have the, the truth of the word of God as our foundation, every thought has to be captured and judged according to the word of God. If you allow that thought to linger, if you allow that thought to just take hold in your mind and you meditate on that thought and you don't capture it and judge it according to the word of God, you're going to find out that there's going to be a lot of fear that's going to rise up, a lot of concern, a lot of stress, anxiety will begin to take place. And next thing you know, your body is heading in a place of 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 uh, literally breaking down because you've allowed that thought to linger in your mind. No, God is get, God is not giving you a spirit of fear. Do not allow those thoughts to linger in your mind. Come against it with the word of God. Find out what the truth is over your situation and begin to believe that. Amen. Hallelujah. Truth has to be established and made the bedrock your and, and made the bedrock of your faith made the bedrock that your faith is built upon. That's what truth is. Truth has to be the bedrock. When you, when you see people that they, um, they're going to do uh, heavy engineering and heavy building, they will dig deep, especially if they're, they're, they're building something, maybe they're building a bridge. They will dig deep and look for the bedrock, look for the, the, the very solid foundation that, that is available. They will dig deep. And then from there, they'll build up from there. They will build up to build the foundation. But it's because it could hold the weight. It won't sink. It won't be troubled. It is the strongest foundation that you have. That's the way truth has to be. Truth has to be your bedrock. Do not compromise on truth. Do not compromise on the word of God. You might say, well, you know, I know this is a truth, but this is what I feel. Your feelings are a lie. If you build your life upon your feelings, you will find out there will be a terrible destruction. Whatever structure you built upon that relationship, business, uh, your personal life, whatever you built upon that, it will come crashing down because it has bad foundations. But when you build your, your, you build your house upon the rock of our salvation, you build it upon the truth. The truth, not only does it set us free, but it will stand the test of time. It will stand every, every storm and it, your house will not be shaken. Your business will not be shaken. Your life will not be shaken because it's built upon truth, not upon lies. It's built upon the word of God, not upon feelings. Amen. And so truth has to, has to be established. Amen. In your life. And then we're supposed to cast out the thoughts that are against God's word. So when you have the word of God and there's a thought that's against God's word, you have to capture that. You have to isolate it. It is a virus. It is a, a sickness. It is a poison that has been sent to destroy what God wants to do in your life. And so when that thought comes in, you have to capture every thought and subject it to the word of God. And if it's not according to the word of God, you have to cast it down. You have to cast it down, not sideways, not upwards. You cast it down. It has to become underneath your feet. It has to become, go to a place where you have complete authority and victory over it. Amen. You have to cast it down. And this is all the thoughts that are coming in. You have to Capture them, judge them, and then cast them down. Amen. If they're not of God, cast them down. If it is of God, praise the Lord. Thank God. Celebrate it. Amen. Celebrate it. In Ephesians chapter 6, verse 16, it says, Above all, taking the shield of faith which with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. Let me read that again. Above all, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. The shield of faith is we have faith, trust, confidence, belief 
in God's word. And the enemy will, he will attack us with arrows. And these are fiery darts, fiery arrows. These are thoughts. So he will attack us. They don't love you. He will, he will attack you. Your, your business is going to fail. You're not going to make it. Uh, God doesn't love you. Uh, people don't care about you. All these things are arrows. That sickness is going to lead to death. They're arrows. They're thoughts meant to come in here. But when we grab hold of the shield of faith, we lift it up. Our faith is in the word of God. Our faith is in God Almighty. Our faith is in the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. And so we lift up that shield of faith so that when the arrow comes, it will not touch you. It will be quenched. It'll be quenched because of our the shield of faith that God has given us. So we lift up our faith. We come against every thought with faith. We come against every thought with God's word, our trust and confidence in God's word. And the Bible says that every thought will be quenched, even though it was on a, it was a flame of fire. It was meant to burn the structure down, to burn your life down, to burn your peace down, to burn to burn your 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 heart down. It was meant to destroy you. Then it comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But our faith in God's word has given us victory. Understand this. Jesus has already paid the price for you. He loves you with an everlasting love. He has conquered sin and death. He paid the price at the cross of Calvary to give you victory. Now, our vic the victory that Jesus has given us, we must receive it by faith. Jesus is our savior. He is our healer. He is our restorer. He is, he is our provider. Amen. And every time there's a lack of fear, something that is coming against us, that, that is an, a fiery arrow, a fiery dart that the enemy is trying to destroy us. We lift up our faith in God's word. And the word of God says that every attack of the enemy will be quenched. It will not hurt you. Amen. And so we lift up the shield of faith today. We believe God's word, amen? We judge every thought according to the word of God. We cast it down. We put it underneath our feet in Jesus' name, and we will have the victory in the name of the Lord, amen? People, God, we only have a few minutes now, but I want to pray with you. Maybe you've been dealing with some anxiety and fear, and I want to come against it in the name of Jesus. Jesus has given you the victory in Jesus' mighty name. So as an act of faith, I want you to stretch your hand towards mine, and let's believe God for complete peace, complete joy. Amen. Whatever you're believing God for, let's come in agreement. Let's use our faith and believe God for complete victory in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you for my brothers and my sisters that are watching right now. Right now, in the name of Jesus, I come against every fear and anxiety in Jesus' mighty name. And right now, we, we commend every thought to come down in Jesus' name. Every thought that's against the word of God to be captured and to be, we pull it down right now in the name of Jesus. And we declare victory, the victory of the cross. Lord Jesus, thank you that you are the one that paid the price for our sins and that we have complete total victory in Jesus' name. You have not given us a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and sound mind. And so we receive that right now in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. Praise God. I want to just talk to you for a moment. We only have a little less than a little more than a minute, but I want to tell you, if you've never given your heart to Jesus Christ, it is so important to be totally totally saved, totally sold out for Christ. This is the time. If there's ever a time to be saved, now's the day. I don't know what tomorrow has, and I don't know what the, the nations will do, but I do know that we have this moment to, to have our sins forgiven and be redeemed by the blood, blood of the Lamb. 
If you've never given your heart to God and today you want to believe in Jesus Christ and make him Lord and Savior over your life, say this prayer out loud with me. Repeat out loud with me. Lord Jesus, forgive me of all my sins. Come inside my heart. Be my Lord and Savior. I want to live for you. Thank you for saving my life. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. I believe that my sins have been forgiven and I'm born again. In Jesus' name, I am saved. Amen, amen, amen. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you for my friends. I ask you to bless them in the name of Jesus and use them mightily for your glory. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. People, God, continue to pray for us. Uh, we only have a few seconds where we're all left on the air. Please download the app of fpgfamily.com, but pray for us. We're going to Mexico, and we're going to do a mighty crusade right at the beginning of March. We'll be broadcasting it here on fpgfamily.com. But honor God, give an offering, serve the Lord, help us to go and to preach the gospel in the nation of Mexico. Go to our website, faithpleasesgod.com or fpgchurch.com, and you can give right there. Praise God. I hope you've been blessed. It's been an awesome time with the Lord. Amen. I love you and I bless you in the name of Jesus. See you tomorrow. God bless.